Welcome to Dorothy's List's first bonus podcast. This special episode features Alan Gratz's novel, Ban This Book. It's one of two books by Gratz that have been nominated for this year's Dorothy Canfield Fisher Award. Ban This Book takes place at nine-year-old Amy Ann Ollinger's school, where some of her favorite books have started to disappear off the library shelves. Amy Ann discovers that adults are challenging the books and the school board is banning them from the library. Amy Ann makes it her mission to track down copies of the banned books and start lending them out herself from what comes to be known as the BBLL, the Banned Books Locker Library. Dorothy's List readers at Montpelier's Kellogg Hubbard Library had a lot to say about banned and challenged books especially when they discovered some of their favorite titles had been questioned. I really, really, really love The Hunger Games, that I really understand why that was challenged. It's basically like kids killing each other, and that's the whole plot of the series, and then rebelling against kids killing each other. Yeah. It's a little um, much. Harry Potter is... By far my favorite series ever since I was in about fourth grade. And I just never got why they banned it. When I heard that they banned it, I was like, okay, yeah, there's witchcraft and wizardry, but what does it have to do with anything in our world? And, yeah, and it's taught so many people so many lessons, and it sparked this whole new generation of readers, and I don't really get why it was banned. That was 12-year-old Noelle Westbaum and 14-year-old Maya Elliott. And Maya had this question for Ban This Book author Alan Gratz. How do you feel about banning books? We put Maya's question and questions from other Dorothy's List readers in Montpelier to the author. Hey, Maya. Well, uh, I am dead against banning books, (laughs) which might not surprise you if you've read Ban This Book. Uh, Like Amy Ann learns in the book, books are there to be enjoyed by everyone and... It doesn't matter whether you like a book uh, or don't like a book. Um, It's not about taste. All books should be there and available for everybody. And the other thing we need is we need libraries. We need places where books are free to be accessed by everybody. And Gratz says keeping books off library shelves is a slippery slope. If you start saying, well, I don't want this book because I disagree with this thing in it, well, then you have to let the next person keep a book off the shelf because they disagree with what's in that. And in the end, if you let everybody take a book off the shelf because of something they don't like, guess how many books you have left on the shelf? Zero. Nine-year-old Lennon Westbaum wonders if the book Ban This Book has ever been banned. Has it ever been banned? Because I can see why it could be banned. I I just got a tweet this year from somebody who said that he thinks that my book may have been removed from a Battle of the Books competition in North Carolina. So I live in North Carolina, and our state, like many others, has a Battle of the Books competition where kids get a list every year of 12 to 24 books, and all through the course of the year, they and their team read them, and then they meet at the end of the year, and they answer questions about it, and, and they win points, and they, 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 they compete to see who knows the books the best. So I got a tweet this year from a person who said, hey, I think your book banned this book, has been taken off the Battle of the Books list in this one little community. So I, have, I haven't been able to figure out if that's true or not. So I'm trying to figure that out. And, and if it has been removed and, and if it's been banned or, or, or taken off because of the concepts in it, because, because the administration or parents or whomever don't want 
want kids to to be thinking about that, then I will definitely be talking with them and see if I can uh, change their mind, uh, maybe at least get them to read the book. This is one of the things that that is so funny about most book challenges and bannings in the United States. Most of the people who challenge books have never read them. So um, ban this book may have been challenged uh, so far. Uh, I, I'm, I'm investigating. 12-year-old Bethany Hemingway Brush wanted to know, Why did you choose to write a book about banned books? Gratz says a lot of people think he wrote this book in response to one of his other books being banned, but that didn't happen, at least as far as he knows. So the American Library Association keeps track of all the books that are banned in the United States. And last year, uh, around 300 to 350 books were banned or challenged in the United States. But the American Library Association also recognizes that the only ones that they can record are the ones people tell them about. And they estimate that something like 95% of the books that are banned or removed from shelves don't ever get reported. So if you take that number and you and you do the math, that's thousands of books that might be disappearing off the shelf every year that nobody knows anything about. So when I say that none of my books have been banned that I know of, that's because there are so many books that are banned or challenged that are removed. One of mine could have been among those. I have no idea. So it wasn't it wasn't that kind of thing that inspired me to go in and write this book. Um, but but book challenges and book bannings are still a thing. They, they've been happening well since since the dawn of books. Um, they've been happening for a long, long time. But they still happen in the United States, and they happen in every state, and they happen in every community. Maybe not every single year, but I wanted to arm young readers with the knowledge of what book banning is and how to respond to it should it ever happen in their community. In the book, Amy Ann gets called into the principal's office because she has a sign hanging on her locker listing all the books that have been banned from her school library. The principal wants her to take the sign down. What the principal doesn't know is that sign is how Amy Ann is letting her classmates know what books she's lending out of her locker. Here's Alan Gratz reading that scene from the book. I don't like the word banned, Principal Banaszewski said. Those books weren't banned from the library. They were removed from the library. What's the difference, I asked. I threw a hand over my mouth. Had I said that out loud? What was I thinking? Principal Banaszewski's voice got that you-don't-know-anything tone adults get when they don't like being questioned. The difference, Mrs. Banaszewski said, is that in one case, books are banned arbitrarily. Do you know what arbitrarily means? For no good reason? In a way, yes. It can also mean based on just one person's opinion, not the opinion of others. In this case, the books weren't removed arbitrarily. They were inappropriate, and more than one person agreed that was true. A whole school board, in fact. So they were removed. But it was just one person. Mrs. Spencer, I wanted to say. She didn't like one book, and she got the whole school board to ban it. Then she helped other people who didn't like other books do the same thing when there might be lots more people out there who do like them or just don't care. But this time I didn't say anything. Blurting out an objection was one thing. Arguing with the principal was another. Still, I didn't see what difference between banning and removing was. Either way, kids couldn't read them. Our last question for author Alan Gratz comes from 11-year-old Georgia Tanner. I was wondering if it was difficult to get the copyright for all the books that were mentioned in Ban This Book. This is a really interesting question because you're right. Books and characters 
are copyrighted. It's the characters, though, that are most important things. Now, for Ban This Book, I'm only using the titles of books and not the characters. You can't copyright a title. So I'm free to use those titles and to talk about those books and, and have my characters talk about what they've read. What I can't do is write a story about Captain Underpants or about Junie B. Jones. The other part of this is that if you've read the book, you know that Dave Pilkey, who wrote the Captain Underpants books, he makes an appearance in here. He visits Amy Ann's school to talk about his books. And you know, the librarian books him because his books are among the most banned and challenged every year. So I wrote this scene with Dave Pilkey in the book. So I did get permission for Dave to make sure I could use the actual author as a character in my book, but I didn't have to get permission to use his books. And it's kind of funny. Gratz says he learned the hard way about how strictly publishing companies interpret copyright law. Funny story. I wrote a book a number of years ago called Fantasy Baseball. And the premise is that there's a kid from the real world who falls into a fantasy world that's populated by characters from famous kids' books. So Dorothy from Wizard of Oz is there and Toad from Wind in the Willows and a bunch of other characters. And they're all playing in a big baseball tournament just because it was a funny idea. So I wrote this book and I put all these characters in it, including modern day characters like I made an appearance from Harry Potter, and I made an appearance from the Wimpy Kid, and, and I had Charles Wallace in there from, uh, from Wrinkle in Time, and a bunch of different characters, uh, Mary Poppins, but I didn't use their names. I only described them and kind of hinted at who they were because I knew that these characters were copyrighted by somebody else, and I, I, I can't write a Harry Potter story and publish it. That's not allowed. J.K. Rowling is the only person who can do that. So... I thought I was fine. My editor thought that, that we were fine. We went through the whole editorial process. And then at the 11th hour, when I thought I was done with the book, the lawyers at my publisher read it. And they're like, oh, you've got to take like 30 of these characters out. And I was like, no, no, wait, no, no, wait. I can't take 30 characters out. But I ended up having to take a whole bunch of characters out of that. So in addition to writing, navigating the rules of copyright law and advocating for your book to be available for all readers is part of the author experience, at least for Alan Gratz. That's it for this special bonus Dorothy's List podcast. The book is Ban This Book by Alan Gratz. I'm Amy Noyes. And special thanks to Kellogg Hubbard Library's Children's Programming and Circulation Librarian, Nicole Westbaum.